what I'm going to do today after you guys fuck out of my house. What's that? I'm going to use my air fryer for the first time. Oh, ah. was it an insignia? Sure. I have no idea. Sarah I, got it from her sister. I really want an air fryer. I know people, there's a lot of people that shit on air fryers because there's like, it's just a, conge- a convection oven. Fuck yourself. Okay, a convection oven can't do what an air fryer does. I don't give a fuck what you say. So I have Stop a bunch of hating. recipes. So what's, what's going to be the first one? I honestly don't know. There's you know what really I would do? Ones. I would just try some fries out. Yeah, I thought about it, but like if I want to make an actual dinner for the first time, just, I was thinking like maybe a, I could do cauliflower wings. Just air, air, oh. air fryer balls. I yes, think cauliflower wings balls. would work really. Cauliflower wings traditionally, like without an air fryer, really not hard, but it's a painstaking process. You got to cut them, you got to wash you them, you got to batter right them. Too, cause yeah. The first time I tried to do it baking it, it did not turn out. Some well. people like boil them first, which is another part of the process that I hate doing. So yeah, there was that. Um, there was like popcorn chicken tofu that looked really good Fuck, andy you've pretty much finished your design for t-shirts i did yeah um i have another design for a t-shirt which i've shown you guys and who it's from but i'll leave it as a fun surprise for later okay even though nobody's gonna be like what does christ <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it'd just be mild excitement be like that's pretty uh, cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, I'd purchase that if I had money. And then Sarah's almost done the one she's doing. So I was going to look into getting like one of each for right now, taking some, some little pictures. Okay. And then seeing what people want. Sleep. Oh, uh, okay, do <laughs> you think our fans would want... Uh, Cock molds of our oh God. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to my my voice there? That was okay. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> the reason I was singing Silent Night is because the uh, movie we're talking about today starts with that uh, joyful Christmas tune, and the movie is Black Christmas from 1974. Oh, yeah. Survive the night. Oh God! <laughs> What's that? Oh God! Survive the night. This is Survive the Night, episode twenty-two. Again, we're talking about Black Christmas, a horror movie from nineteen seventy-four, based around Christmas time. <laughs> What's funny? Because you're like, we're talking about Black Christmas from 1974. <laughs> Black Christmas is a movie from 1974. <laughs> I didn't realize the cultural impact this movie had on horror movies till I read about it after I watched it. And like after watching, I was like, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. There's even a scene later on in this movie that we'll get to that reminded me a lot of The Shining, which again came out way after this movie. I think you have some very definite ideas about what should be done with Danny. But yeah, Black Christmas. Okay. Take it away. Rodeo Ryan. Wait, what's his name? Rodeo Ryan. <laughs> That's his sound effect because he oh, always does it. So. Um, I like mine better, but whatever. So <laughs> we've got Black Christmas, like Amir was saying, came out in 1974. Uh, director is Bob Clark, who did 
before this movie, uh, a movie called Death Dream, which looked cool, and a movie called Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, which I watched while I worked at Warehouse One on my iPod Classic. Wow. <laughs> He's got such a weird mix of credits. What was that movie that I pointed out yesterday? Karate Dog? Yeah. Karate Dog. <laughs> so it was a straight-to-TV movie. He also did Porky's 1 and 2, yeah. and that's pretty much where the good movies Well, stopped. no, he also did A Christmas Story. Oh, I hate the smell of tapioca. Oh, and A Christmas Story. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Which is a classic Christmas movie. I have that written down, and I fucking missed it. Um, he also did, like he was saying, Karate Dog and the Baby Geniuses movies, oh, which God. as a kid I thought was pretty good. Those are pretty popular back in the day, too. Um, yeah, writer is Roy Moore. He hasn't really done a whole lot else. Music by Carl Zittrer, I think. Is that what you're saying? Sure. He also did A Christmas Story, Porky's 1 and 2, uh, a movie called Deranged Confessions of a Necrophile, which kind of looked pretty cool, mm. and uh, Prom Night. Prom Night. Yeah. Oh, that's a classic. Uh, special effects by Warren Keelor. He did props for Jason X, and he also did props for Prom Night, but he was uncredited. So sad. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, okay, so starring Olivia... Oh, my God. <laughs> Olivia Hussey? Hussey? <laughs> I think Hussey. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> she plays Jess. Uh, she does a lot of voice work for TV. She did Batman Beyond. Hmm. Uh, she was in Ice Cream Man, which is a movie I got to watch. I love that movie. Uh, she was in the It TV series as oh. Audra Denbro. Okay. And in Batman Beyond, she was Talia al Ghul. And in the Superman animated, she was also Talia al Ghul. Uh, it wasn't a movie that you mentioned here, but apparently uh, I read that she had a conversation with Steve Martin once who referenced that she oh, was... Oh, sorry. I'll, if you have it... Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, I, okay. I got this stuff in my fun facts. Okay. Yeah. There's, other, there's a lot of fun facts for this. One other thing that I wanted to touch on then is the music, um, which I didn't find there to be a lot of in this movie. No, there's... It's it, very subtle. And yeah. I have facts about that as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like I, I said, there's a lot of stuff. They use uh, silence a lot as mm-hmm. as the the way to get the scares, definitely, and the tension. So next we've got Kier Dullier. He plays Peter, that fucking piece of shit weirdo. Oh, God, he was in 2001: A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. He was Doctor Dave Bowman. Oh, Hal, do you read me? Do you read me, Hal? Affirmative, Dave. I read. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. He was also in the sequel to it. Which was like 2010 something, yeah. but I don't oh, know. It's not 2002. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. It made me laugh. Oh. Next you didn't we, laugh. <laughs> in my head. Next, we've got <laughs> Margot Kidder. She Mar- plays Bob. I, I think it's Margot, but okay. Well, I'm going to say Margot. Margot. <laughs> well, first time you said Margot. <laughs> Whatever. She yeah. plays Bob. Bob. <laughs> She was in Superman 1 to 4. She was Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. And then we mentioned this last episode that I got the Amityville Horror VHS, and she is in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also in Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie one, hmm. which is pretty crazy. And she plays and, a barb in that movie, too. Yeah. And then she was in, ah, <laughs> Real Monsters, which is pretty sick. Wait, how did you actually write it down? Real Monsters. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Andy. That, but I left it. Whatever. Uh, next, we've got... Big boy, John Saxon. I fucking love John Saxon. That's not his real name either. What? I can't remember what his real name was. I probably should have wrote that down, but Mm. oh well. 
He plays Lieutenant Ken Fuller. He was in From Dust Till Dawn. He was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and New Nightmare. In uh, New Nightmare, he just played himself. They all play themselves. Oh, do they? Yeah. I have not seen those movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm upset that you didn't include Enter the Dragon on here. Good work. You made me some bread. Mr. Lupa? I am ready. Yeah, he's in a lot of kung fu movies, I know. too. Yeah, I think he actually trained with Bruce Lee back in the day. I tried to look up stuff to see, but oh. it didn't say anything oh, about him. So, uh, where was I here? Tenenbrae. Yeah, Tenenbrae. which is a movie Andy wants. Uh, so yeah, if anybody wants to buy him this movie. Yeah, is that a horror movie as well? It's a Giallo movie. Oh, cool. It's a, I think it's a uh, Dario Argento movie. And he's also in a movie called Beyond Evil, which is another cool-looking older movie. Uh, next, we've got Marion Waldman. She plays Mrs. or Ms. Mac. She's Ms. the alcoholic Mac. in this movie? Yeah. They just say Miss Miss Mac. I Ms. fucking Mac. hate her so much. I loved her character. I thought she was good. She, she was hilarious. Really funny. Like, what the fuck? Don't worry. She, she gets was... she gets it. Oh, she, she gets, gets what's coming. Oh, yeah, she gets hers. She was also in Deranged Confessions of a Necrophile. Next, we have Andrea Martin. She plays Phil or Phyllis. Yeah, but it was Phil. Uh, she's in a show called Evil. She plays Sister Andrea, which the show is actually quite good. I highly recommend watching it. This the, is a newer show? Yeah, the premise is crazy. It's basically, ah, fuck, what is it? Like a psychologist or something that does like court appearances, helps out a priest and a, like electronics guy on either proving or debunking like exorcisms or like ghostly oh, stuff that's happening around. That does sound cool. It's kind of cheesy, but it's pretty good. Um, she's done a lot of stuff. She was in Sesame Street as numerous characters, like a long run in Sesame Street. She was in fucking Kim Possible. She was Ron's mom. Oh. She was in the Black Christmas remake, mm-hmm. and she plays Ms. Mac. Oh, Yeah, cool. she plays the, uh, the the house mother in that one. That yeah. was a remake, by the way. Don't know. I haven't watched it. It is definitely, like, this is would be considered a masterpiece in, like, I think, in, like, a, you know, older yeah. horror movie. But uh, the remake is okay. Like, it's fun and it's fucked up. <laughs> but mostly it's panned pretty hard. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it got it has terrible reviews. But I find it to be, like, it's worth watching. Oh, yeah. No, and this movie, what you were saying, like, apparently this has gone on to be, become, like, a real horror classic. Mm-hmm. This is one of those... It, it always happens back then where a movie just gets absolutely shit on yeah. or does mediocre. Yeah. And then later on, everybody's like, this is a classic, a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she also was in Jimmy Neutron. She's Ms. Fowl, the teacher, the <laughs> bird-looking lady. Uh, she was in Rugrats. A lot of cartoons. She was in Nightmare Ned, which is, I don't know uh, if you guys ever saw it. However, so they uh, you guys remember when Serial used to have computer games oh, in them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Nightmare Ned was one of them, and uh, that game was super fucking awesome. I got Yahtzee in a Serial Box <laughs> once. Also another good one. Uh, she's in, yeah, a ton of awesome animated shows except i wrote awesomer awesomer <laughs> and she was in a, a cool looking movie called cannibal girls hmm. next we've got james edmund he plays mr harrison he was in devil girls from mars mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> next we got doug mcgrath he plays sergeant nash and he was in ghosts of mars that's a movie yep 
Is this the dumb cop? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fellatio. Uh, this one, <laughs> this one was really cool. Art Hindle. He plays Chris Hayden. He was in the Void. Twenty eighteen. Who is he in that? Mitchell. Oh. Yeah. Which, wow. uh, if you haven't seen the Void, it's really? another fantastic Canadian film. I really want to watch it. Um, I guess we should mention Black Christmas is technically a Canadian film, right? It is. Yeah, yes. Canadian. Very Canadian. Cool. <laughs> Canadian. Very Canadian. Film. It's awesome. Uh, he was also in Monster Brawl. He was Sasquatch Sid Tucker. <laughs> he was in The Brood. The Broad? Yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> With Gangrel, Edge, and Christian. Yeah. He was in uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, that's what I remember him from. Yeah, the remake, I should say. Cause, yeah, not yeah. the 50s one. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Next, we've got Lynn Griffin. She plays Claire Harrison. She was in Dreamhouse. She was in, this is fucking awesome. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but she was in Pure Ponage. No. You guys, what's uh, that? You guys, like, uh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> FPS Doug? No. The guy who goes, boom, headshot. Oh, okay. No, I know that. Uh, but then it's yeah. the, uh, yeah, they had like a uh, YouTube series um, or uh, online series. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Speaking of boom, headshot, have you guys seen Hobo with a Shotgun? No. Yeah, I love that movie. That's so good. Jerk on this, you child, unless they shit liquor. Anyway, I have not. Had nothing to do with anything. She was also in a movie that I have on my Amazon wish list, hint, hint, uh, Curtains. Oh, great movie. Yeah, another one I really want to watch. Creepy. Uh, Next, we've got Michael Report. He plays Patrick. Not really been in much else. Next, we've got Leslie Carlson. Plays Graham. He was in The Fly. The new one? Uh, I forgot to write that down. Just, just plays Doctor Cheebers. No, he he would be in the remake mm. because it goes by ascending order, right? By year, he was oh, in yeah, okay. the Dead Zone, and he was in Videodrome. Oh, he just works with Cronenberg. Uh, yeah. Have you ever heard of insect politics? I thought you were going to say Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we got Martha Gibson. She plays Mrs. Quaif, which is. Dangerously close to Queef. <laughs> Queef. And she was in the 2017 It film. Hmm. She plays old woman. <laughs> uh, finally, we've got Jack Van Ivera. He was just part of the search party. And I added this guy specifically because he's in My Bloody Valentine, mm. which is a movie Andy loves. It is. Ho, ho, ho. So... A group of sorority sisters receive threatening phone calls and are eventually stalked and murdered by a deranged killer during the Christmas season. Sorority sisters receiving threatening phone calls sounds like a mere Sunday morning. <laughs> He's reaching for high five. <laughs> <laughs> That's validating. That's what that is. That's what. <laughs> Anytime you guys do shit like that, I'm just gonna hit the fart button. <laughs> I don't want to become this. I don't give a fuck. I'm controlling the laptop. Also, oh my god! You know what? I was wanting to get you, but now that you're doing this, I'm not sure I want to. I've been looking around for sound effect boards that you can buy. So don't. I have a friend that's gonna give us a board that has. They are gonna give it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were gonna give him like you know like a modium or something to stop (laughs) him from the farting noises. (laughs) Can I say? no. This, this one's really no. interesting, this no. fun fact. I don't know if I don't I'll want you give to. it up this early. <laughs> no. You know, I don't want to be loose with my facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. 
<clears throat> okay, buckle up for this one. So NBC scheduled this film to run on their primetime network uh, on January 28th, 1978, under the title Stranger in the House. However, on January 15th, 1978, two female students at Florida State University were murdered by an assailant who broke into the sorority house where they lived. Three other young women in the immediate vicinity were attacked and assaulted. So NBC basically got tons of uh, phone calls being like, you got to take this off the fucking air while this is happening. This is terrible. And they suggested, well, we'll just air something else in those local areas. However, they just pulled it. And then they put it back on later on. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> the uh, the perpetrator of the crimes at Florida State University is Ted Bundy. Oh, my God. That's crazy, isn't it? Are you going to talk about the true inspirations for this movie at all? I didn't because the stuff I was reading was so fucking back and forth. Some say it was based off this, yeah. like real life event or urban right uh, yeah. thing i think bob clark went on record saying it wasn't based on anything oh, okay so i i decided okay. not to add it but you can most definitely talk about it if you'd like um so when you talk about the shot outside the house uh the movie starts with the shot outside the house i don't know if you guys noticed there was a reflection in the middle of the door frame that looked like the camera person Oh, no, didn't notice that. Yeah. Probably was. Yeah, it was really funny. But also <laughs> kind of creepy, just like a white face. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the movie starts with a shot of the out, uh, outside of the house. Is it just silent or is there music playing? There was the silent night playing in the beginning. So I don't know right. if this is still okay. sort of over everything that's happening yeah. in the beginning. It might be. And then there's a point of view of someone who is eventually, I'm just going to say it's the character Billy. Uh, looking at the front of the house and through the windows, uh, we, we see Billy's silhouette, which we see throughout the whole movie. And do you have facts about the silhouette? Um, which silhouette? Sorry, Billy's silhouette. Billy's silhouette. So he's uh, he's actually just a film. Uh, the person. Uh, yeah, I can't think of the word. Goddamn it! He created his own chest rig for his camera so that he could do those point of view. Because mm -hmm. while I was watching those scenes, I was like. This is from the 70s. How the fuck did this guy do this? Yeah, yeah. So apparently even, yeah. What's the director's name again? Bob, Bob Clark. Clark. He was Billy for some of the scenes. Oh. And he was the guy who did the uh, the creepy voices. He on was the one of them. One of them, yeah. Because the other guy did most of them. However, yeah, like you were saying, he did that and he was also like the shadowy prowler that yeah. walked around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really cool. Okay, so yeah, we see Billy's silhouette and then Barb is asking, who left the front door open? She says, who left the goddamn front door open? But w the only reason I remember that is because why does why do people call inanimate objects goddamn things? <laughs> it's a weird question. You're, I don't, don't think it. she's calling it that. She's exclaiming. She is. Yeah, I don't know. This somewhere. goddamn door. Yeah, That's fair, though. My grandparents were, my grandfather especially, Andy's fucking face. <laughs> I looked over and you were just like, <laughs> <laughs> just this look of surprise. <laughs> You're like, Did you have a weird experience with Ryan's grandfather? <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, you had grandparents? <laughs> Could have swore you were a test tube, baby. <laughs> um, anyways, 
my most of my grandparents were the type to leave their houses unlocked, their oh, cars yeah. unlocked when they're out in public, and it stressed me out so bad. Yeah. Well, you you talked about Ted Bundy and in the era that he was, you know, prolific. That's all the communities that he was rampaging, and that's, that's what, what people did. That's what they did. Yeah. Just left all the everyone was that's so scary, so trustworthy of everybody yeah. back in the day, and then fucking Ted Bundy. Anyway, he ruined it for everyone. I would like to mention this really cool fun fact that I found. Super awesome. Um, I did not write this one. I just want to preface that. Okay. But it says, fun facts. Ryan is really cool, but we already <laughs> knew that. Yeah. Don't fart noise that. I didn't write that. Oh, my God. Who wrote that? Did you write? Uh, it might have been uh, Billy. Billy might have wrote it. Yeah, just uh, we have a ghost in the computer. Yeah, ghost uh, in the shell. Ghost in the shell. And he also wrote, "We see the Billy's silhouette." The Billy. You could kind of say it like that. The, the Billy. Billy. Yeah. Okay. Because we. Okay, okay, the Ryan. I'm fine with that. I'm the Ryan. He's the yeah. He's Highlanders the... rules. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah. Billy is now climbing up the planter. Uh, uh, I want to say, it says the Billy because. I when I wrote the whole thing out, it was just saying the stranger, and then I went back and changed most of them. <laughs> so it might just say the Billy or like okay. the stranger Billy. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, Billy's climbing up the planter of the on the side of the house. Uh, there's a party at the house with most of the girls and one boyfriend. Do we know his name throughout the movie? I think so, but it's not important. Yeah, it's not, it might but... say it, but apparently he wasn't in my. Oh. Notes. Yeah, I could not find his name. Anyway, Sarah really liked his hair. The Afro guy, right? Yeah. yeah. So Jess answers the phone. She is the the main uh, uh, woman of this movie. Olivia. Yes. Uh, Billy enters the attic. Uh, Barb picks up the phone in the other room. Billy climbs down the ladder into the house from the attic, and then he starts to spy on Margaret, like the point of view uh, shot. Uh, Chris, uh, Claire's boyfriend, kisses her. He's wearing the grossest fur coat. I know. I couldn't stop thinking about how fucking terrible his fur yeah. coat was. He um, he mentioned in an interview that that was his fur coat and that he still had it in his Oh, closet. I was going to say, it's like, he, I was going to mention that uh, the, the fur coat was actually uh, 10 uh, uh, deer uh, <laughs> just uh, str- <laughs> strung together. Oh. What's that? line from uh austin not austin powers ace ventura where he's like how about some slippers from a couple of innocent baby seals <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i thought he was gonna say oh yeah that was faux f- f- uh fur it wasn't real but it, nope no i that's, don't that's back in the 70s definitely yeah. not anyway barb hangs up the phone chats with the other women in the house jess answers the phone the phone is ringing off the hook in this movie Uh, she says the moaner is calling again. Hey, quiet! It's him again! The moaner! Weird visceral pig sounds coming from the phone. <laughs> then screaming, then whispering, then laughing. Uh, you big... I don't know why it says can't there. Uh, you big cunt, let me lick your pretty big cunt. Suck yeah, my juicy like- cock pretty pink pussy it's that like it it came out of nowhere yeah. these stuff oh, these stuff this stuff as well was in post-production the stuff mm. that they were actually saying to her like rob not rob fucking bob clark was actually saying the stuff from the phone while they were listening pretending to but it was much um tamer tamer to mm. make them seem like they were 
like just numb to it like out of it yeah the reactions were all really good but i found these the voices and stuff oh, on the phone so, so creepy, creepy. Yeah. yeah um i wanted to uh say this because i thought this would be interesting for you know just to hear this but if you picked up the phone ryan what would you hear over the phone what would i hear yeah from the from the the moaner from the moaner yeah uh well if it's like now like 2021 i would probably hear like oh yeah because <laughs> you know you got to give them that whole oh, yeah 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 okay uh amir i actually went the other way i actually had a note i was going to ask you guys if you called a house full of women what would you say <laughs> nothing like that <laughs> hey, ladies ladies hey let's see what it is do it's it cool. in a higher pitch voice Hey, ladies. <laughs> now you're Michael Jackson. <laughs> hey, ladies. No, but he wouldn't be calling a house full of ladies. Well, he'd be like, hey, you, can you get that? <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, before this, though, uh, we also see um, Miss Mac uh, hiding her booze uh, or finding her booze. She hasn't got to the booze yet. Yeah. Oh, also, she hasn't? Oh, no. Okay. She hasn't got I'm to the, the only one yet. who did the phone thing. Sorry. Yeah, I, I want to do my phone thing. Hey, yeah. Oh no! What, what was your actual question to us again? What would, how would we react? No, what was the what was the when it, you pick it up? Yeah. what's the moaner sound? Oh, okay. What's the moaner sound? Yeah. Doing sounds. Hey, ladies. <laughs> what are you wearing? Yeah, what are you wearing? Touch your touch your boobies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all I got. Thanks, Andy. Okay. <sighs> Her, her ladies, <laughs> um, can you, um, you want to be my friend? That's very Are, are you Kermit? <laughs> I sound like Kermit. I thought that was creepy. I want to change my name. Oh, what did I do? I don't even remember. I don't think you did anything. You just said, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, like, 2021. That's, that's real. Um. Fuck, what would I do now? I want to do something. You think about it, but I also want to say. I was going to be like, uh, because you did your thing, Amir, and then I was going to be like, oh, I can be creepier than that. But then I was like, I probably shouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you could. Could could I go back for for mine just a second? You said it sounded like Kermit, so I I will just make it Kermit. Okay. Um, You you want to get naked with me? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good Kermit, man. It also kind of sounds like Ray Romano. There was one episode recently. Why doesn't everyone love me? <laughs> where Andy was making weird noises and like sounded like he was choking. And one of the noises this caller makes sounds exactly like that. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. That's Ryan Starnes. I feel like they should be like, you know, I, I pick up the phone like, hello? And then the, the uh, moaner's just like, what's up? <laughs> and then... Obviously, I got to hit him back with a what's up. And then I'm like, 1970s, do we have uh, group calls then? I probably. Could you do that yet? I, maybe. I, I think, think we would have know. like a separate. No, there's no I way. Because it was like a no. fucking rotary phone that they no, had. Yeah, you could, ba- you could barely even make a call. Okay, well, I, I've got all my <laughs> sorority gals. So I'd be like, oh, Andrea. <laughs> Come hit this was up. <laughs> and then I'd be like, um, fuck, Amira's a hard one to do. Amirica. <laughs> oh my God. Come hit this was up. 
Okay, so uh, just on that conference call front, Bell Labs was the first to work on the concept of telephone conferencing around 1956. It was in early 1960s that the American Telephone and Telegraph Company dabbled with teleconferencing. But, but it doesn't sound like it was mainstream then. No, and like I was saying, they were using a rotary yeah. phone. I don't think you can do that with a rotary no. phone, you know? It's a rotary yeah, phone. You shouldn't allow that shit in sorority houses. Who knows what those girls would do with those three-way calls and shit. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, back to the movie. Barb uh, tells him to stick it in a wall socket, and that'll give him a charge. He then sticks his... Uh, her, <laughs> <laughs> what? No, he doesn't. He says he'll stick his tongue up her pretty pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing Andy say the word pussy yeah. is so uncomfortable. It is. It is. It's just like when you say cock. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm okay, true. I'm okay with when Amir saying cock. It. No, when Amir says it. Oh, yeah. I'd never say it. You don't like yeah. when I say cock? <laughs> <laughs> this is a gutter show now. Cock. Yeah, because, you know, it wasn't already. Oh. I'd also like to mention, I don't think I was the first one to be sexual this episode. Well, I mean, it's a- kinda, Andy kind of gave it to It's kind of part, well, no, I gave it him. to you? You said cock. <laughs> like way before Andy said anything. Did I? Yeah. Didn't you say pussy before? Yeah, no. because it's part of the story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you were just throwing words out. Anyway, she says he's a creep, and then he says he will kill her. Hangs up. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys earlier as well. They're all drinking like scotch, and and Barb, she's like a complete alcoholic in this movie. She just keeps drinking. She, the woman who played her, Margot, Margot, she um insisted on actually drinking during these scenes. So that's a real booze. Oh, I I would be too. In 1974, I was going to ask you guys what your holiday drink would be. Mine is just usually a nice rum and coke. I guess for Ryan, it would just be water or pop or something why the fuck would it be water because you don't drink <laughs> you know what it would be it say okay give us both give us like what it ought to actually be and what it would be when you were drinking okay well it would be that sweet smooth taste of good host iced tea that's not a joke either i drink that shit like it's going i've never once seen you drink it uh, I you should a... be drinking it while you're doing the podcast. No, no. <laughs> I also need to drink you, more water. In, in one hand, you have the, the, the good host iced tea, and in the other hand, you, you have cock. Your... <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to say, I've got the powder crystals in one hand and water in the other, and I'm just mixing it in my mouth. <laughs> no, I was thinking, like, in one hand, you had the, the good host iced tea, and then in the other hand, you it's have... cock. Shut <laughs> <laughs> This fucking guy. No, you have your uh, <laughs> you have your insulin shot ready to go, oh, just yeah. to stick right in your yeah. leg. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get diabetes pretty soon. Yeah. Um, my serious ish answer, like that, I honestly probably would yeah. be, or like you said, like some sort of soda pop. Um, when I did used to drink, uh, probably like a Caesar. Honestly, I liked I liked a good Caesar. I did too. I still do. Actually. Or. This was my favorite drink because my daddy drank it. So I was like, I won't be like you, dad. <laughs> I love you, pops. Uh, Does he listen to this? No. No. <laughs> um, it was a vodka cranberry. Okay. Oh, I like yeah. myself a good vodka. Like that, what yeah. did you say again, Andy? Rum and Coke. Uh, during this time of year, I love uh, a nice spiced rum with some vegan eggnog. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> eggnog is the most disgusting thing. I love it. 
oh, beverage wise, he, other oh. than kombucha. Why are you touching me when you say that? It's just really being kombucha. serious. Kombucha. <laughs> okay. You got some big arms, boy. Thanks. <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Phyllis says someone uh, she knew from another Phil. sword. What? They don't call it Phyllis in the movie, really. Phil. Sorry, Phil. Phil. Dr. Phil says someone she knew from another sorority was raped. Uh, Miss Mac, sorority yeah, fucking, mother. I'm sorry, but like, I'm trying to remember like all these movies from the 70s, they were not this... Um, dirty? Yeah. No. Not so much dirty, but like profane, I guess. Yeah, like, definitely not. They yeah. weren't going around being like, oh yeah, somebody got raped. Yeah. Although, although when you were talking about the... Uh, before we watched the movie, or during watching this movie yesterday, Ryan was mentioning the C word being used so much. The only other movie that I can think of that it was this profane in certain scenes was actually The Exorcist. Right. Um, she like she does say the C word at one point. She doesn't say cunt. She says cunting. But it kind of makes sense for that movie it as does. well, right? This one, they're just like, oh, cunt, 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 yeah, I pink think, pussy. I think with uh, this a lot of uh, '70s uh, horror movies, they really got pretty grimy. Mm. Um, I just. Yeah, sorry. I just kind of disagree, honestly. No, you never thought they were grimy? They get grimy, but like, I just, mm. this movie was like, whoa, this language came out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah, I was actually like, considering the, some of the stuff I say in the podcast, I was actually kind of uncomfortable with the phone call. <laughs> uh, I'd also actually like to say we notice all the sorority girls, um, they're all wearing like, kind of not i don't want to say plain clothes but they're wearing full-on clothes the entire time winter no let me fucking okay. just okay um <laughs> like usually in these slasher movies although bob clark doesn't consider this a slasher movie oh you mean like they're not very sexualized yeah and yeah. he's like uh i made myself not let that happen so that they weren't sexualized throughout the movie and they actually seemed like real people. Yeah. But I thought that was really fucking funny that he said something along the lines of like he had to make sure he wasn't. So like he's writing <laughs> the script and he's like, yeah, okay. And then uh, the barb gets attacked by him and then uh, her tits fucking come out of sweaty meat bags. I, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> My phone. <laughs> Uh, another movie that did do a good job of that, which some people suggest, you know, took influence from Black Christmas is Halloween. Or there, I mean, I guess there was still titties in Halloween. So, yeah, I would almost say I think uh, Michelle will back me up on this one. That saying that uh, that Black Christmas is also has a, like a feminist viewpoint, and es especially with like the abortion. That's another oh, thing. Yeah. They uh, went on and did a um, interview about it, and both. Bob Clark and Olivia were like, no, there was no agenda. We were completely neutral. It was just something to talk about yeah. during the movie. That's that, it. That makes sense to me. But everybody was like, oh, they're really pro-choice over here. Yeah. Um, one other thing that we'll get into that you kind of had a complaint about was that we never really get to see who the killer is. Um, yeah. And apparently there was a point for that, which we can get into. Back to the plot. <clears throat> Damn it. I had something else to say, but now I can't remember. Well, again. you'll get your turn. No, I can't remember. <laughs> so there's no point. Uh, so Miss Mac, the sorority mother, shows up with presents, smoking a long cigarette. Uh, she does this a couple of times mm. where she comes in the door and she's like, "No, I got everything. It's okay." And it's all spilling everywhere. Yeah, she seems like she's in a in the wrong movie. She's, yeah, she should be yeah. in Porky's. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so Claire goes up to her room and sees the house cat Claude, which is a great name for a cat, apparently. Yeah. That cat was beautiful. It really was. It was a beautiful cat. I love that cat. I want that cat. 
inside me. Yeah, I'm gonna say, determined or not, that cat is long dead. All right, well, that was <laughs> a way to bring me down. Uh, Billy is uh, is in her closet behind a plastic sheet. We see this, like, the point of view of him looking through the sheet. Uh, she thinks it's Claude, and then he wraps the sheet around her head. Uh, and then it cuts back to Mrs. Mac showing off a dress or a nightgown. I don't remember really what it was. It was a dress because she goes to, like, to the washroom while she's wearing it, and she's mm-hmm. like, this an ugly piece of this. What'd they get me for Christmas? And oh, everyone's they, like yelling about right. it. That's why they can't hear her dying upstairs. Mm-hmm. She uh, also has a bag over her head. Yeah. So, yeah. There, I don't know if you guys noticed this as well, but while she's getting murdered, there's just like weird stuffy on the bed. It looked like a giant caterpillar or something and it just creeped me the fuck out. It was so weird. I didn't see that. Ugly People looking. have stuffies. You don't have a stuffed animal? No. Andy, do you? Yeah. I, I have do. several. Oh, I thought you said no. <laughs> oh, no. I have, I have, I have, um, uh, one I got from my graduation. It's uh, graduation uh, beaver. It has a <laughs> graduation cap. That's yeah. sad. Why? <laughs> I I have one. I have one. I have a teddy bear. I do too. Her name's Robin. The fuck? Are you calling Robin a bear? <laughs> no, she's my stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> I also have, I don't think this counts, but I also have the, um, the flashlight. No, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> I also have the puppet Ash from Ash versus Evil oh, yeah. Dead. Oh, yeah. That sounds really cool. Ashy slashy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also have a, a plushie of uh, the Cheddar Goblin from Mandy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm. Who ate all the macaroni and cheese? see the silhouette of Billy uh, walking around the, the back of the house to the attic and you see the door close. Miss Mac goes to her room, opens up a cutout book <laughs> for booze hidden and drinks it. You keep saying Ms. Mac and I constantly want to say Ms. Mac Paddywhack. <laughs> <laughs> Give a dog a bone. Where do you guys hide your alcohol? If you had to. Uh, I didn't start drinking until I was of legal age uh, so I never had to. Yeah. But if I was going to hide it somewhere... Probably just almost anywhere in my room. My parents weren't invasive, so. I feel like if my parents came into my room and they saw a giant book, they'd be like, what the fuck is that book doing here? It's probably booze in there. You're illiterate. (laughs) They start burning it in front of you. So what I think about books, Andy, little shit. No, they'd probably be like, dude, this this fucker's stupid. He doesn't know how to read. (laughs) Or Andy's like, he's like, (laughs) okay, this is where I would keep my booze. So there's this pocket. And uh, it's not in my pants, but it's a, a special pocket. Is it my butt? It's my bum pocket. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Have you ever put booze in your butt? <laughs> <laughs> I can't ask those questions without laughing. Be yeah, because they're stupid questions. <laughs> Isn't it like really fucking dangerous to do that? Yeah, but if you're crossing the border, sometimes you have to. Oh, I thought, man, like butt chugging alcohol oh yeah uh, some people do that to get drunk as quick as possible i'm assuming it would just just dumpster your yeah. intestines or something i'm sure it's not good for you anyways where I'm, would you hide your alcohol amir i i had an answer for this yesterday did i write it down it was a really good one too uh where do you hide your blah 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 no uh honestly i'd probably just put it in my pillowcase or something simple like that amir's like <laughs> 
so stupid. I would hide it in my giant foreskin. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one, actually. I I, I, I never... hope everybody gets a nice image of giant foreskin. <laughs> no, like it's a cape. <laughs> it's a turtleneck, or like it's like when you like a like a flying squirrel. It's just like that skin that's just flapping in the wind. Is there a foreskin a man superhero? Why yeah, I, Andy, you should know this. <laughs> why would I know? Anyway, I've never had to hide booze. And if I did, probably under my bed. I don't know. So there is a foreskin man. So, like, so wait, 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 wait. Okay. Foreskin man is a comic book created by Matthew Hess to protest against circumcision. <sighs> okay. Circumcision is a good thing. Yeah, I'm circumcised. Thanks. Cool. Oh my god! You guys have to look at this picture. It's like a some creepy dude trying to cut a baby's dick, and the baby's like, "Uh." Thanks. <laughs> Movie. Anyway, Miss Mac is drinking the booze. She hides it before Jess sees it. The phone rings, and it's Peter, uh, Jess's boyfriend. This fucking. Guy. Jess answers and says that she wants to talk to him face to face. He says he's been up for days. He says, "I love you," and she says, "I know." Oh, so cold. Yeah. She's a badass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, Sarah does this to me all the time. Where, where I love you and she's like, <laughs> I know. No. no. She, she'll like, be like, hey, we need to talk. And I'll be like, okay. Just send it through message. She'll be like, no, no, we'll talk when I get home. And I'm like, so all day I'm like, oh, fuck, what the hell? What did I do? I yeah. didn't do anything. And then I'll get home. She'll be like, yeah, can you help me like clean this stuff out? And I'll be like, oh, my I'm going to fucking just... Does she, does she do it knowing that you think <laughs> that it's something serious? Or no, just... but I've I've recently got her to kind of stop because I'm like, you're making me so stressed out. Playing with your emotions. So uh, Miss Mac is brushing her teeth. She finds more booze found in the toilet lid, continues to brush her teeth. Not in the toilet lid, the back part of the toilet. Sorry. Lid. Yeah. The, the tank. Yeah. The tank. Uh, Jess and she and she 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 uh, swishes it. She she gargles with it. Like yeah, spits fuck. it out and then takes a little. She really likes her. Ugh. She really likes her Christmas booze. Jess knocks on Claire's door. She doesn't answer. She's dead with plastic uh, with a plastic bag over her head. She rocks back and forth on the chair. Billy's voice plays over the scene, and he's singing a creepy nursery rhyme. Does it show her that she's like? God, excuse me. She's in the rocking chair by the window in the attic. Yeah, that's where she is. This drove me fucking nuts because just look up at the fucking window. That was my. She's there the whole time. That was one of my things when things got more heated in the investigation. Like they're searching all around the woods and like search the fucking house. house. Yeah, Yeah, that drove me crazy. Little spoiler alert: they look for her because she's missing, but they don't check the one part of the house they haven't checked. No, they don't check the house. They don't check the house at all. They check her fucking room. They don't even check the basement. And the police are just immediately like, she's with a boy. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. men distrusting women in this movie and that's a lesson to learn (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) um we see a church and uh mr harrison claire's dad is uh standing in front of it waiting i this was a weird scene for me yeah it It just it was such a weird cut i I was confused it was was a weird way to introduce this character um he He was a cool looking guy though I liked his hair. Okay. He looked really familiar to me, but I looked at his credits. He did, right? Yeah. But no, he's not in anything. No. Just that old man. Just in that weird old horror-ish movie. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he gets hit with a snowball. Guy with the long <laughs> hair helps him. He asks if he knows Claire, and he tells her where she is at. This was another weird interaction between the two when he's like, oh, sorry about that, man. And he's like, oh, I should have been watching those kids or something. He's like, hey, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah. The guy tells him that she's probably at the frat house, right? Uh, that they are uh, at the, they're doing a, a charity thing. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, for under, or not under. <laughs> underage kids. <laughs> Underprivileged. Underprivileged kids. <laughs> Go take a look at those underage kids. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so bo- the boyfriend from earlier, the guy with the afro, he's dressed up as Santa Claus. He's swearing in front of a bunch of kids. I know. Oh, I actually found this part really funny. It was. But... Yeah. He was just like, fuck it. Fuck all you or something like that. And Barb's swearing in front of them too, isn't she? She's there with them, right? She's drinking and she's just in her own world, basically. So both of them have volunteered for this Christmas charity uh, along with other women from the sorority. Claire's dad is in her room now. He seems upset with the decor on her wall. It's like a lot of like... Sexual stuff. And like a, a picture of a woman giving the finger. Oh, yeah. And Miss Mac tries to hide that. There's one like yeah. picture that's people fucking. Yeah, it it's, a, like. it's supposed to be a peace signal or Some, a symbol. With someone's butt showing. Yeah, with yeah. a man and a woman making the symbol. Oh, okay. And she's like putting her hand <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, Miss Mac is drinking in the bathroom again, talking to herself, muttering about Mr. Harrison and, you know, how uptight he is. Um, Mrs. Mac is looking for the cat Claude because she heard, uh, thank you. She heard the cat upstairs. Uh, she gives the finger to Mr. Harrison as he leaves the house. Uh, shot of Claire dead by the window looking out at the, that's, the taxi. That's not how that scene goes. No? I don't think so. Let me paint you boys a picture. Mm. I don't remember him getting to the house, <laughs> but he goes up with her to her room. Yeah looking around and uh ms mac right yeah yeah she's like trying to cover it and then she's like oh well um i think he's like oh, i'm gonna go to the police or something and she's like well i kind of have to go to the grocery yeah, store yeah they go with t- oh. they go together yeah. so she goes into the washroom to do her stuff she's muttering yeah getting all pissy about the cat and all that stuff mm-hmm. but then um she, while she's saying the cat stuff Mr. Harris comes up the stairs and yeah. sees. Yeah, you you just didn't mention that part. Oh, so I was like, oh, sorry, did yeah. I miss something? He comes back up. And you said that yeah. they're in Clara's room now? No, uh, this is they, after. They were in, in her room. They were looking around because of all the you know weird stuff on the wall. That they didn't and like. so it doesn't show up. But at, so at this point, Claire's been moved to the attic. She has been for a while. Oh, yeah. okay. Because yeah. they showed. That. We just did we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's been sitting in this this uh We literally just talked about how she's sitting in the attic on the rocking chair yeah. with the plastic around her head and then it hard cuts to the scene of Mr. Harris in front okay, of the church. I'll listen back and see. Holy yeah. shit. Anyway, somebody's not serious about this. Okay. Podcast. Back to the movie. Uh Jess is talking to Wait, 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 wait. Jesus sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um you're a I think they're supposed to be like teenage like late teenage years yeah college age yeah but except they're all pretty old the guy who plays peter's fucking 38 i think (laughs) anyways um so this is beverly hills 90210 (laughs) (laughs) so you're a teenager you've got your room well what are you putting up on the walls oh what did i do as a teenager aside from masturbate that's what he put up on the walls. Um, just, it's just all pictures of couches. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> People still don't know what that's no, about. No, it's so. just a fun in-joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, this is your fault for telling us. <laughs> I'd have some Tarantino posters. Up, probably some stuff from Kill Bill. Uh, maybe some Metal Gear posters. Um, what the fuck? Did you guys hear that? <laughs> I, think that was, I think it was from me. Your throat? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. The little person is trying to escape. Maybe some uh, Van Damme posters. Oh, maybe some Michael Jordan stuff. I was obsessed with Michael Jordan back then. So yeah. What about you, Andy? So I had a lot of you know like those uh, those band like uh, and movie like flags. Do you ever see those f- the flags? The triangle shaped ones? No, they're like these giant like tapestries almost. They're they're like a really like like uh, thin material, but you can find them. I went down to the rock shop in Vancouver and uh, yeah, they just had like movie and uh, yeah, like tapestries. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. But they're really thin. Really material. thin. Yeah. yeah so I, I had a few of those. I had one for the misfits. I had one for evil dead. Um, I stole a sign from Dick's lumber and put it on my wall. Fuck you. Cool, <laughs> Why did you want something from Dick's? Lumber? Just because it's because it's like, funny. It says Dick's lumber. Yeah. It's funny. That is yeah. funny. As a 16 year old, hilarious it should have been called dick's wood yeah well <laughs> yeah he really missed out that. <laughs> I, yeah yeah dick they should have just called it dick's cock <laughs> and balls <laughs> okay anyway uh that's what i had on my wall maybe some uh some wrestling stuff i don't know what about you art ryan art ryan <laughs> i don't know i'm thinking of art now like, <laughs> um i had some like shitty walmart posters a couple uh the one thing i did have that i really enjoyed you okay over there did you say walmart walmart has posters oh like okay shitty walmart posters gotcha not posters i know like (laughs) a picture of a store of the front entrance of a walmart to be fair we didn't get a walmart until later in my teenage years so i could have been like one day (laughs) it's true your mom, your mom is like, one day Ryan will go here and shop like kings. It's true though. It was such a big deal when Walmart came to town. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, I had some like shitty posters. Uh, I had a wall, uh, Bruce Lee wall flag oh. that my uncle gave me that I still have to this day. Oh, yeah. I've had for like 10 plus years. That's dope. Uh, that's pretty much all I had. I didn't really have a lot of stuff on my walls. I had lyrics to songs I was trying to learn on the walls for a little while that I wrote out myself. Mm. I wasn't allowed to have stuff on my walls, which was bullshit because like, when I inherited my older brother's room, there were literally holes all over every wall because of all the posters they had. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought from like someone punching them, like punching the No, 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 wall. just like the, the tack holes. Oh. Anyway. All right. Yes. That's okay, it. back to the movie. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. What do you guys have on your walls now? Nothing. Um, I've got a, a thing that Robin got me that's like a, um, a star chart for the day I was born type thing. And then um, I put up a, I don't know why I have this up. I don't really care about the game that much. But the Red Dead Redemption 2, when it first came out, it came with a map, like a whole map of the, the game. And I put that up on the wall. Um, oh, and then I do have like a little Nirvana uh, album insert that I put on the corner of my wall as well. I was actually going to get you some art for Christmas, but it sold out before I could. Mm. Somebody had actually painted a scene from The Exorcist, oh, and shit. it was very creepy looking. I thought it was going to be the Lazy Boy collection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> do you want to know what Andy wanted to do for you for christmas i don't know if i want what did i do wanted to do he wanted 
<laughs> to mail <laughs> Batman versus Superman <laughs> to you. But like, like hundreds of copies. <laughs> oh my god! You will never have God. Uh, Andy, what do you ha- you have? Just a ton you, of shit on your wall. You know, you know what I have. But the audience probably doesn't. Oh well, they can go suck it. <laughs> I can be like, well, then they should come over. Yeah, come over, play some Parcheesi. You don't even have Parcheesi. I know. It's got uh, cancer. Got some risk cards against humanity. Got some risk. Got uh, some other ones. Uh, I don't know. I just have a lot of uh, movie, uh, like horror movie posters, figures. Friday the Thirteenth memorabilia. That's what I got. Okay, sweet. Let's go. That's what I have too. Nobody asked, oh, okay. but whatever. I figured that's what you were going to say anyway. All right. Jess is talking to Peter. She says that she is pregnant but wants an abortion. Uh, he says that she is selfish. I wrote down, what a fucking piece of shit he is. Uh, he tells her to leave, and then he wants her to change her mind. Yeah, he's like, wait, Jess, I'll come. we're going to have a talk later tonight. And she's like, you're not going to change my ni- mind. He's like, we're going to talk later tonight. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay. You're not going to abort the baby. Uh, so Mr. Harrison uh, is at the sorority charity talking to Barb. Claire isn't there. Barb is getting drunk. And giving liquor to a child. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh, you're sloshed, aren't you? <laughs> and the kid's like. <laughs> Did uh, you guys drink a lot when you were kids? Nope. I didn't have my first sip of alcohol until I was like 22 years old. Really? Uh, yeah. So uh, my uh <laughs> He's like, I used to throw it back. <laughs> Ten-year-old me like to party. Uh, it's my seven, seven, uh, <laughs> my seventh birthday. They just brought a keg in. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what I said isn't entirely true. When I went to New Zealand, uh, my cousin, um, I don't know what she was thinking. I was I was six years old, and uh, she let me have coolers. What? <laughs> okay. I don't know. What, I thought coolers were just like carbonated juice. Just make you cool. No. Uh, I had uh, alcohol by accident uh, at a uh, cul-de-sac party that... At what know, age? What's that? What age? Like eight. Um, everyone was like, you know, it was a cul-de-sac party, so everyone would make their own food and like have it all around the cul-de-sac. And someone was like, oh, you should try that juice over there. And I go over and I try it. And I was like, oh, this is disgusting. And it just turns out it was wine that the, <laughs> the neighbors had made. <laughs> anyway. I had a drink or two before I became of age. Oh, my God. Yeah, some wine. I also had a cooler, but I think I was like 12 or 13, and my friend's <laughs> parents let us have it. Uh, I started drinking when I was like 16. Yeah, no, I didn't start drinking until it's I was a dark period. 19. Uh, I like to get high during uh, high school. Well, that was so that my story, when I was 22, I was on a trip in Penticton for some marketing thing. We were promoting kool-aid and uh, what excuse me <laughs> yeah there was a big marketing thing that they were doing for kool-aid they had this like they would go to these fairs and we had like a kool-aid event tent. Is this for a job or something? yeah, yeah where yeah, to yeah, god yeah. every episode i learned something new about you next thing you're gonna be like yeah i'm uh barack obama's son <laughs> he said and, it so casually too he's like yeah whatever i did some marketing for kool-aid it's not a big deal and uh yeah we had this like little circle uh, event center where we had like a ddr machine and like a kool-aid drinking center and some game center 
And um, we even had a Kool-Aid mascot suit that I got to wear at a couple of Are you um, making this up? No. <laughs> this is all real. Did you just burst through the wall going, oh, yeah. Hey, Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. I was in a, we were in a parade during uh, Penticton Peach Fest where I got to walk in a parade as a Kool-Aid oh man. But anyway, one night, so at this point I'd tried marijuana a couple of times but never got high. One night our, my supervisor comes in and he's like, hey, Amir, you want to you wanna get high? I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm away from home. <laughs> Hours away from home. I still lived at home. And uh, I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. So I smoked up. And man, it was like the, the craziest fucking night of my life. The wall started like turning. And I just, I was giggly for the next two hours. And then I found myself in the parking lot with some of my other colleagues that were on the, the marketing tour. And somebody had offered me a drink. And that was the first night I had gotten wow. high and drank the same night. It's a good time. I can just see you waking up from a hangover and you're like, oh, what's going on? I don't even remember being hungover. What I do remember is just having like the craziest hankering for more marijuana. It's like, Ray, where's Ray? I need more weed. Let me finish here. Okay. You're waking up and you're like, oh my God, that was such a crazy night. And you look up, look down and you're like still dressed up as the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> here comes Kool-Aid. Here comes Kool-Aid. You know what my one friend and I used to try and do when we were like 13? We... <laughs> We used to try and smoke incense. What? Because we were like, oh, man, we should try and get high. Fuck, we're so cool. Try some. And he would actually do it. And I'm like, Haha, I'm not going to fucking put that poison in my body. What, you're crazy? Is he dead? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't talk to almost anybody from my hometown anymore. So that reminds me of something that my cousins and I used to do. Because, again, we wanted to act like we were cool. I remember I think we were probably in our, you know, like 12, 13. We would go into my room. And we would roll like where this is going. <laughs> we would roll baby powder into paper. Oh my god! And we wouldn't suck it in. We would just blow it out to make it look like there was smoke coming out of these paper joints. It would have been cooler if, if you like did some like lines, lines of it. Of baby powder, <laughs> yeah. The room smelled really good. I bet. Anyway, back to the movie. Uh, Jess answers the phone at the house. Someone screams, "Billy!" Uh, then there's more distorted voices. Where did you put Agnes, Billy? She keeps saying, uh, Jess keeps saying that this person has the wrong number. Uh, Barb and Harrison, Mac, are at the police station reporting the missing, or reporting a missing person's form for Claire. Uh, the cop says that 90% of the time, the girl is with a boyfriend. Yeah, he just does not care. To be fair, I don't know what the laws were back in the 70s, obviously, but I know kind of now, usually you have to give, like, what is it? 24 72 hours or something before you can file a missing mm -hmm. persons but oh, they did right. it like hours after they found out yeah um have we gotten to the point where they're doing like the massive search party no yeah. okay that's okay. still a ways away so uh jess tells mac tells miss mac about the phone calls mac uh, miss mac starts looking for more booze uh oh we're not going to talk about how or is this after this part it goes back to the cop station where barb still is it, it, uh, this is the next scene after okay, yeah. okay, okay literally barb says to the cop uh the cop's name is nash uh the address to the sorority house is fellatio 20880 he doesn't get the joke uh, i was so confused during this part because i thought i don't know why but for some reason i thought they were talking about a phone number and he's like yeah it's effie it's this new area code thing fellatio and i was like what the <laughs> fuck is she talking about i didn't get it because i thought he knew what she was talking about and i thought they were just flirting and i thought that oh, she yeah. was gonna actually give him a, a blowy again i've seen this movie a million times now so yeah it's just funny to me now 
But he's just an idiot. Who he's just know what an idiot. Is. It's funny to you now. What was it before? Sexual. Um, awakening. It was an awakening for me. The first yeah, time I saw like, this movie, he Googled fellatio. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, man, I got to get myself one of those. People do that? It's like, I can't wait to give one. <laughs> hey. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. Okay. Maybe yeah. he likes to. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Andrew's personal life. Yeah, you do. I don't know his sexual life. Yeah, you do. I know. <laughs> well, okay, I don't. I don't. <laughs> do you like blowjobs? <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, Jess is meeting uh, Chris at the hockey game. She asks where Claire could be. He doesn't know. The police aren't taking it seriously. We are at P- Peter's piano recital. What is he doing? What is his... Is he in school? Is this a job? What is this? Yeah. I, no. Uh, Jess talks about how his dream is to be part of like some like orchestra a, thing yeah. so maybe this is an audition i think it was an audition okay for it. and that music was fucking weird that he was playing. yeah it was terrible like i don't know if what he was maybe playing comfortable meant to sound that way and he was I so he, sweaty yeah i wrote down here uh <laughs> he's sweating like a madman i wrote down piano sweat oh <laughs> piano sweat <laughs> i love that song um, yeah but like if it's i was one Joel, of the right? If I was one of the people who were, you know, judging him, like this guy's got no fucking passion. He looks like a fucking psychopath. I think he was doing that because of the conversation he was having with Jess earlier. Yeah, about you, the yeah, abortion. he was still stressed about it. Yeah, I still. also assumed that, but it just—it seems weird that he would mess up that badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was just kind of what he was playing. Though. I think so too. But maybe just messing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we're introduced to John Saxton's character. One more time. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention just because we're talking about a piano here. Um, the piano was constructed in. I don't know. <laughs> when was the piano invented? Let's Look that up. Know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention. I like, I like giving Amir a busy work. Seven sixteen fifty five. There you go. See, we're an educational podcast. Uh, we're so, learning about cocks and pianos, and it was invented by Bartolomeo Piano Cristofori. Bartolomeo Piano. Anyways, um, so the uh, who did the music? Carl Zitterer. Uh, he created a, the bizarre score for the film by tying forks, combs, and knives to the strings of the piano while playing. He also would put pressure on the reels of the audio recording to slow it down to make it sound mm-hmm. weird. That's really cool. And to segue, the voices, that uh, the phone call voices, uh, I don't know if Bob Clark did it, but the guy who did most of them, which I should have wrote him down, but I didn't. It's like Nick something. He, um, Nick Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, did like a handstand, but like put his head down too. So it would crush his Jesus. neck a bit so he could get that weird sound. Hell? So was he, there's one point in the movie where there's two voices, like a woman and a man. Yeah. Was he? No, that, that's an actual woman doing okay. it. But they, uh, I think now it shows the credit, which again I didn't fucking grab. But uh, before they're like, "Yeah, don't know who it was. Can't remember." It's kind of creepy that yeah. they don't know who that was. All right, back to the movie. Uh, we are introduced to John Saxon's 
character, the detective Fuller. Uh, he's a detective talking to a woman with a missing daughter. Uh, Chris barges into the police station, calling everyone an idiot for not looking for Claire. Yeah, and while the officer's talking to the woman about his her missing daughter, yeah. again, he's like, whatever, I don't give a shit. Yeah, they clearly don't care about for anyone. For some reason, this. only like um, Saxon's character cares. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. else is like, I don't give a fuck. So Mr. Harrison, Miss Mack, and Barb are back at the sorority house. Barb is drunk, talking about turtles having sex. I like turtles. All right. Yeah, she says uh, <clears throat> turtles. turtles can screw for days without stopping. There's a specific turtle turtles. that can fuck for three days straight, and it is the sea turtles. turtle. They need to take that turtles. turtle's genes and put it into a drug for men. I thought you were going to say they need to take that turtles. turtle's genes and put it in my dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I said. I don't want to have sex for three days straight. That sounds exhausting. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I have things to do. I've got, you know. I barely enjoy it when it goes past like five minutes. (laughs) My back. (laughs) It's so much work. (laughs) I'm all sweaty. My knees hurt. Which reminds me of a movie I watched recently. Porno? (laughs) Uh, I think it's 40-Year-Old Virgin. Anyway, uh, so she's uh, getting upset for over Claire missing. Everyone tells her to go to bed because she is drunk. And then we uh, cut to... Except she is like, yeah, you all think it's my fault that she's missing she, and stuff. She, uh, yeah, I guess we didn't mention that. Her and Claire kind of have a little fight before Claire yeah, it was goes up to her room. This tiny little dispute yeah. that she yeah. goes to her room and now she's missing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you all think it was my fault. And uh, everybody's like... Even Claire about? didn't really even care about no. what she had said to her no. before she died. Uh, so we cut to Peter uh, back at the piano recital thing, and he's mad and smashes his piano with the mic stand. Probably this, wasn't even his piano. This was also funny to me because he rears the very heavy-looking stand up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, and then very slowly drops it down <laughs> onto the <laughs> piano, and then he picks it up, and I'm like, okay, he's going to give it a good one now, and then very slowly <laughs> drops it down. <laughs> He's being gentle and destructive. Uh, so Jess and Chris are back at the house. Billy watches from the outside. Everyone leaves to go look for Claire except for Miss Mac. This is the police search uh, And yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed this scene because in almost every other horror movie, nothing like this happens. So it was almost like realistic that this kind of thing would happen in real life. Probably not to like at the speed it was at. Probably not. This scene... They said this was a very hard scene to film because it was negative 12 outside while they were filming it. Also, all the snow was almost entirely fake in this film. What? Yeah. They had a very warm winter this year. Mm -hmm. So the fire department brought over fake snow to use and it actually helped like almost fertilize the uh, grounds and the grass grew up thicker and greener the next Mm. year. Yeah. We want to say that this was filmed in Toronto. Oh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the police uh, search and rescue at the park Claire was walking through. Uh, we see another silhouette of Billy outside the house. Miss Mac singing, drinking while she's packing. This uh, whole fucking time. I'm just thinking, just look in the fucking house a little bit more. Same. That's all you had to do. Why are you out at the park? What I wrote is, why didn't any of these assholes check the room? Yeah. So, what I meant is the attic. Yeah. So there's another shot of Claire with Claude the cat sitting on her lap. Can I? Sorry. Yeah. Um, I. Do you know why they probably didn't check the attic? Because uh, they forget it was there. No, 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 no. Let me, let me. Okay. Because they, they go and they're like, 
okay, we're going to check. And they start looking around a little bit. And probably one of the sorority sisters are like, oh, you should check the attic, too. We have an attic. And they're like, I'm going to do what a fuck a woman tells you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here, boys. <sighs> yeah. They, they probably should have filmed that scene. And it probably would have been accepted. Probably. Yeah. They had originally wanted to make all these death scenes super, super gruesome and brutal. But they decided to tone it down to give it a more uh, like thoughtful feel. Than right. Uh, so we have uh, yeah Miss Mac looking for Claude. And she hears him upstairs. Uh, Mac goes to the attic. Uh, you see Billy holding back a, a hook. She sees Claire uh, sitting by the window. He lets the hook go. It drags her inside the attic, and we hear her struggling. We don't see her die. No. Just hear the struggling. How how would you call for Claude? Would you just be like, hey, Claude, like for your cat? Or would you do like a fun voice or something? Yeah. Kitty. I'd, I'd, I'd be like, I'd be like. Oh, Cloud, where are you, Cloud? Come here, kitty. Come here, kitty. Come here, kitty. Come here, kitty. Come, Cloud. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ms. Mac dies. (laughs) Yeah, and what did he use? Obviously, a hook goes into her head. It was like a pulley hook. Oh, yeah, okay. Which is... I guess it's not that weird that they had it. Is it was something to to, so to pull you, stuff like yeah, heavy stuff up, yeah. right? It was an old house too, so, right. which it's an actual house. They didn't use a set. I at figured all. as such, and uh, it's a huge like tourist attraction. I was going to say earlier that the house is, was very nostalgic for me. I had relatives who had a house decorated like this. The furniture was very much the same, and I felt very nice. I want to say well, like a inside it. Okay. Like the same thing with like the decoration, but like uh, you know the the uh, Christmas wreath that's on the front door of the house, the 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 lights that are on it like almost look like dreamlike because of mm. how they glowed. Didn't look real to me. Mm. Does it? Does anyone I, remember that uh, scene? Robert. Nope. Okay. You fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm sorry. I'm not a loser. I uh, I, love you, I say one thing that I think is cool, and they're like, oh. I love you. Andy. I just I don't remember that scene. Oh, okay. Sorry. I love you. I really love no, you. No, I don't. I love you so much. You never did. Hey, hey, don't be like that. <laughs> <laughs> so then it it cuts back to the search party, right? Uh, let's take a look. After she gets hit with it? Oh. I think so. So, yeah, we no, we see the cab driver knocking on the door looking for her. Oh, yeah. I thought it was the Afro hair guy. I thought so, too. I was very... I was he like, was like, bang, bang, bang. Hey, anybody here? You fucking assholes. <laughs> it was just weird. I, I don't know. I've never seen a cab driver care that much if there was a cab driver here and if you weren't out front waiting you they'd be gone well maybe that's just the 70s for you yeah, i guess yeah doors unlocked cab drivers are friendly i mean he was not friendly <laughs> no but... he was not friendly uh so after that we... then does it show um ms mac or does it go to the search party it next? goes to billy in the attic screaming and destroying things in the attic like just going nuts. Oh, right right and then it shows her then it goes back to the search God party damn it uh, a woman is heard screaming in the at the a, search. A what? A woman. <laughs> a Mormon. <laughs> it's like a but it's like the a mix between a, a Mormon and a woman. I'm sorry, like a Amir. Mormon and a woman. Are we boring yeah. you? Always. He's like just falling asleep here. Yeah, yeah. Yawns just happen sometimes. You know. I had an iced coffee, and you know what that does? He's you, ready to explode. Yeah, I'm trying to get through this. <laughs> oh shit! Literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It says not a sound. It says Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, stop that. <laughs> it's weird how I make the exact same sound every time. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a talent, really. Consistent. Uh, welcome to the STN uh, showcase where we... Uh, <laughs> Okay. So they're at the search party. Yeah. There's a woman that is screaming because they find the body of the other missing girl. It was a kid, right? It was a kid yeah. named Janice. And Mr. Harrison runs to see because he's like, oh, is this my girl? But yeah. Realizes it's not. And then Mrs. Queef. Yeah. <laughs> That's not her name. But yeah, she sees and they start screaming pretty bad. Yeah. So uh, we're back at the house. The phone rings. Jess picks up. Screaming and weird distorted voices again. I know what you did, Billy. Stupid Billy. Okay, now do like a, a serious, creepy, weird sounds. But don't blow the mic out, Amir. I know what you fucking did, you little shit. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you. I am watching you. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he just make noises, or is he talking this time? He's, t- he's always doing... He's always saying something. Where's Agnes? Agnes. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'll, all that, I'll do, I'll do all that time, you had something to think about. Oh, I just... We got off today. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> You guys gotta stop making me laugh so hard. I'm gonna shit myself. <laughs> Farts are never not funny. Sarah does not think it's funny, but it's always funny. It's always. So she calls the police. (laughs) (laughs) Jess looks for Miss Mac. She calls 911 asking asking someone to stop the calls uh, going to the house. Yeah, and of course, the fucking dickhead sergeant again is like, Oh, didn't you call your phone provider? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why why is that so funny? (sighs) Residual giggles from the floor still. Still thinking about that fart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we see a silhouette of Billy walking, or no, of someone walking down the stairs. Peter is behind her, scaring her. Uh, Peter wants her to quit uh, her school? His school? She, or he wants to quit whatever he's doing. Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we gloss over the part? Fuck, I can't remember who it is. Maybe it's Barb. I can't fucking remember. Um, sees somebody looking in through the window? No, not yet. No? Okay, no. okay. I Yeah, I, I, I took these notes in chronological order, so we're, we're good. Okay, well, I don't know. Sometimes you've missed one I or know, two things. I know, I know. Do you need a tissue? <laughs> 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 not yet. Anyway, Peter wants... Uh, to quit whatever his he's doing his conser- what what is it a conservative conservatorship <laughs> 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 conservatorship 
uh, whatever he's doing. Whatever he's, to do with the he drops out. Yeah, he wants to drop out. No, he does drop out. I'm pretty sure. So he can stay with her and like have a baby. With they her want. He whatever. wants to get married. Jess wants to keep doing what she's doing. She doesn't want to marry him. Uh, and then we see, <laughs> and he's like, "No, I, <laughs> I want to have the baby." <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Yeah, he does do that. Um, and then we see Fuller uh, look at the ad- address written down by Nash. Uh, he is oblivious to the joke, and then the other cops all laugh at him. They laugh at him hard. Yeah. Which one's oblivious? The Nash. guy who wrote it down, right? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name now. Fuller? What, is that Saxon's yeah. character? Yeah, Fuller looks at it, and he starts laughing, but the fucking detective yeah. beside him is just absolutely losing, it's losing like, his mind. It's like me right now, <laughs> crying and everything. And, yeah, then he calls the sergeant in and says, just some rude shit. Yeah. Just... And then uh, we're back at the house. Uh, Peter calls Jess a selfish bitch for wanting an abortion. He is fucking awful, is what I wrote down. Uh, tells her not to abort that baby. Or you'll be sorry. She tells him to leave. She, he says she is going to be very sorry. Uh, now we see Fuller is at the sorority house when Peter leaves. They, like, bump into each other. Yeah, and he, uh, Fuller, like, looks back at him. He's like, oh. Hmm, who is this guy? Oh. They want to put a tap on the phone. Uh, Fuller asks Jess if she was the last one to see Claire. He's investigating who is still uh, at the house over the winter break because there's a f- like a bunch of uh, women that are not there. Um, they tap the phone. It will ring at the police station when anyone else uh, calls them. They have to keep a guy or the guy on the line for a little bit of time uh, just to trace that call. The police are stationed outside of the house, which you know always happens in like slasher movies. Uh, so Peter is outside of the house still waiting. Uh, and then we see Phyllis is crying uh, to Jess. She goes up to the bed, I think. Yeah. And she goes up to the bed. <laughs> she goes to do her... Um, oh, fuck, what the hell are those things called? The um, The like sex talk lines? Hotlines? Yeah, hotlines. Because this is after the wiretap, right? And then she's doing it, and they pick up, and they're listening to her, and she's like, Hey there, big boys. <laughs> and or woman. Welcome to Black Christmas. Do you like hot fuck? Because <laughs> I've got that sweet hot fuck for you. Amir, Four dollars a minute. Amir, do, do your best sex uh, chat voice. <clears throat> Why does it always have to reverb with you? I don't know. <laughs> if, I, if I was... Why does a bird fly? Why does the sun raise, rise in water, the morning? Why is water wet? Like, Hey, hey, stud. You want to feel how wet I am? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what they would say. You want to put your, your, your keister in my meester? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the caller. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, what? You like that? It's okay, I guess. Take your pants off, Brian. (laughs) How do you know my name? (laughs) Wait a minute. Amir? (laughs) No, what? (laughs) I mean, no, it's not Amir. Hey, guys, I'm here, too. (laughs) I'd be like, what? what?" Keep going. (laughs) Andy, Andy. Now, I want you to put on a sailor hat and uh, spank yourself five times and then go into your car and then go get me some chicken. Nuggets. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, <laughs> go into your wallet. 
Why don't you pull out that big hard <laughs> credit card <laughs> and tell me those digits? <laughs> anyway, Phyllis is crying to Jess. She goes up to bed. Another shot of Claire rocking back and forth by the window. Mm-hmm. Billy saying something creepy that doesn't make sense, as usual. Yeah, the longer the movie goes on, the more his sounds and things he says get like just yeah. more fucky. Yeah. He's like, Gecko telephone hot pockets. <laughs> uh, so Jess is sitting by the fireplace. Billy uh, was in Barb's room, and then Barb. You definitely skipped the part that I was talking about. Then what? What part? The part where they see. Nope. Are you sure? No. Nope. Do we? Are we even talking about the same yep. thing? Yep. Okay. Well, we'll find out. Yep. We'll find out. Yep. 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 We'll find out. Anyway. So Bob's Jess sleeping. is sitting by the fireplace. Uh, Billy was in Barb's room. Barb starts having an asthma attack. Can we? Sorry, Sarah and I started talking about this when we saw this scene. The fucking fireplace is so dangerous to have in your house. It depends it, on where I think. I, yeah, I've never like my parents have have one. They don't use it now. Uh, Do you mean just from like a fire hazard standpoint, or like the fumes? The, and- a fire, yeah, because it's like it's literally a live fire just in the middle of your very burnable house. Yeah, I don't know. I was just, I was just thinking about it. That's weird. They, I don't know. I don't think many places, you know, burn down. burn down because of them. No, yeah. I know. I think if you have kids, I would be a little more um, wary of having <clears throat> a fireplace in the home. But. Right, like if you had Drew Barrymore as a child. Oh, she yeah. probably she'd be all over that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good good reference, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Barb is having an asthma attack, and she gets her puffer. She said she had a nightmare of a man in her room. She falls back to sleep immediately. Then we get uh, a knock at the door. There's kids singing Christmas carols outside. It's a bit weird that Jess is just like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. And then Barb tells her what her dream was, mm-hmm. and she's like, okay. It was just a dream. Yeah, Whatever. okay. You're just drunk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're at the uh, scene with the Christmas uh, carolers outside. See another point of view of Billy walking through the house. Billy goes into Barb's room again. We see one of his eyes in the darkness as he stabs Barb uh, with a glass unicorn over and over again. Do we see one of his eyes? I thought that was later when Jess... It's later too. Yeah, Yeah. it's later too. I don't even... What does his eye look like? It's just like dark black or brown, really dark brown. And then you also kind of see his hair, which is like the 70s type of brown hair. Did I just like not watch this fucking movie? I guess not. (laughs) Because I only remember the later one, and I remember being like, his eye looks fucking crazy, because mm-hmm. it looks red. And this was another thing that kind of bugged me about the plot later, when we talk more about Peter and stuff, because Peter's got blue eyes. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, you don't know. Maybe his eyes change color. Mm-hmm. Could be. Some also. People, that does happen. I can't remember if they said who it, whose eye it was, but they're like, yeah, we don't know. Another person, they're like, yeah. That's also really creepy. Don't remember. Uh, so the phone rings. Jess answers. Fucked up noises on the phone. It almost sounds like a child at this point. They hang up uh, before the police could track the number. Billy is watching while she is speaking to Fuller. Then while she, or, uh, and while she walks around the house, he's also following her. Um, Jess talks to Phyllis. They think it could be Peter because of the exact same things Billy has said over the phone. Because he seems to know all about their problems with like getting married and having a kid. Right. But then fuck. I don't, is it this part where she's like, no, it couldn't have been him. 
because he was in the house while that call was happening. It's coming up, yeah. yeah. The phone rings again. It's Peter. He's crying and upset. His baby is being taken away. Don't hurt the baby, he says over and over again. He hangs up. They couldn't track that number. Uh, Jess explains to Fuller that she is having an abortion. This is over the phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. He is concerned that it could be uh, the caller, that uh, Peter could be the caller. Uh, the silhouette of Billy and is in... And then she says, no, it couldn't be him because... Yeah. Yeah. That he's in that, or he was... He was in, in the, the house, house when yeah. one of the calls happened. Right. Uh, silhouette of Billy in the background while she is talking. Jess and Phyllis see two people at the back window. Oh. Why did I... Oh, I really thought it was way earlier no. in the movie. They said that they were at the search party. Oh, yeah. These two creepy sons of yeah, bitches. <laughs> one guy's holding a, a rifle? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, we're part of the search party. Why do you need a rifle for a fucking search party? Because it's a party. <laughs> it's a rifle party. It's America. It's not. <laughs> it's Toronto. <laughs> uh, they leave after the uh, the women won't let them in. Uh, Phyllis checks on Barb. The door slams behind her. Uh, Jess locks the front door, which is weird because she hadn't done this already. Uh, she it's fucking 70s, man. God damn. She calls out for Phyllis. The phone rings again. Jess answers, you fat pig, you bitch pig. Billy, Billy, where's the baby? Where's Agnes? Mommy is the, where's the baby? And then she says, or the voice says something that Peter has said earlier. Yeah. Fuller checks the school where Peter goes, or whatever that place is, sees the broken piano. Uh, Billy hangs up. Nash says the calls are coming from inside the house. (laughs) Where did Fuller go? He's still not there, yet, or he's still at the uh, the place that uh, Peter was playing piano. That's where he went. Yeah. yeah, and then, uh, but he's oh no, sorry. At this point, he's in the car getting a phone call. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then it's well, a, not a phone call. It's on the, over yeah, the radio. Right? Over the radio, and then oh shit, says Fuller, and he fucking he does the thing that they do in horror movies so fucking much that I hate, where they're like, no, the call's coming from inside the house, and then he just pauses for like ten seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do we know if this is the first movie where this is where this happens where it's like the calls are coming from inside the house I can't really think of any other ones in the top of my head would this be the first one it there must... is one where it's more famous right the You're babysitter of, uh, when a stranger calls yeah yeah was that I think that's, way after this is after how fucked this up is after? no sorry that movie is after okay. how fucked up would that be what you something's fucky's going on in the neighborhood and there's weird phone calls and then you realize the fucking phone calls are coming from your house so if it was now there's no way you would know that yeah unless you had like an app that showed also if that was the case i'd be like okay i'm gonna go check the one room i have well i'd also be like what i don't have a landline what the fuck (laughs) But why, why is it a rotary? <laughs> I, I think authorities do have the ability to trace cell calls, though. Yeah, yeah. they do definitely. Yeah. Uh, so we are at the point where the phone calls are coming from inside the house, uh, and then he's uh, Fuller. Oh, talks to the sergeant. He's like, "Call Jess, right. and don't scare her. Don't." freak her out or say anything just tell her to leave the drop the phone and leave the house immediately and wait outside uh just before that scene there another cop i guess i got his name down was jennings the cop that was 
hiding outside, not hiding, um, just, uh, just hanging out. outside, kind of like sitting in the cop car waiting. Uh, he well, has not his waiting, he was probably watching, watching. the house. Mm. Well, he wasn't doing a good job because he got his throat slit. Yep, uh, taller, taller, fuller <laughs> tells, yeah. I have it written down as taller, <laughs> tells Nash to call Jess. This is the point part we were talking about. Uh, she wants to get Phyllis or Phil uh, and Barb out of the house. Nash tells her that they're coming from inside the house. Don't go upstairs. But yeah, what does she this... do? What does she do, Ryan? What does she fucking do? <sighs> she goes upstairs to find, which, I don't, I don't know. Would you guys do that? So, well, the first thing she does, which is what I would do, is she yells their names. You know, if they respond, mm-hmm. okay, they're still there. Come down. We got to get the fuck out of here. If they don't respond, you get the fuck out of the house. Yeah, she she yells quite loud. And yeah, if they responded, I would have gone up. I actually really liked her performance when she starts like really mm-hmm. yelling. It was really terrifying. Uh, I would not have gone up if I did not hear them. Something wrong there, right? Sounds like you're sleepy. I am sleepy. What time is it? It's almost, yeah, 5.30. It's almost oh just getting close to bedtime. Um, Jesus. It's also taking all my energy not to shit my pants. <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost um, there. Yeah, so the scene where she's on the phone with um, the sergeant. I can't, well, I can't remember. Fuller. Is it Fuller? Yeah. And then who's Saxon's character? Sorry, that was That's Fuller. Fuller. Nash. 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 There you go. So she's on the phone with dipshit Nash there. And... He's like, hey, I need you to do something for me. You got to drop the phone, get out of the house. And she's like, what? Why? He's like, please, you just have to do it. He's like, oh, I'll go grab Barb and Phil. And he's like, no, the phone calls are coming from the house. And literally immediately just scares the shit out of her. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. And then, yeah, she yells for them and then is she, like, I'm going to go find them. And he's like, yeah. It would have been funny if Nash was just like, okay, the calls are coming from inside the house. Also... What does fellatio mean? <laughs> yeah. So she grabs one of like the metal pokers. Yeah. Heads upstairs. Uh, she opens Barb's room. She sees both women butchered on the bed. She looks over to the closet and sees Billy's eye staring right back at her, which is... That was a funny scene. I thought it was so not, creepy. Not, not the eye. The oh. eye was creepy, but like uh, the two dead bodies. I don't know uh, why. I was just they like, were cuddling. They yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, hey, what's up, Jess? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not dead. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she sees the eye and then smashes the door on him. Runs. And the eye looked red to me. Yeah. 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 Which, did they even have colored contacts back then? They must have. They must have, or I don't know. Yeah, they would have those for movies, wouldn't they? I don't know when they were made. Don't you work in the movie business? Colored contacts were introduced in the late 1930s when MGM makeup artist approached a Beverly Hills ophthalmologist about the possibility of changing an actor's eye color. (sighs) So they were actually invented by the industry, technically. And I do know that until somewhat recently, they were incredibly painful to wear as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, I've heard that too. Especially if you're not somebody who wears contacts. Also, like uh, like the Evil Dead, or the first Evil Dead movies, or even the second one, when they were wearing those, like, white... Uh, ones that just you can't even see out of them. Yeah, you can't yeah. even see out of them. <laughs> I've never actually put contacts in because I'm too scared. It it takes a long time if you're not used to it. I yet. have tried and I cannot do it. It took me a couple months to get used to it because I wore them as a teenager. But I hate contacts. They feel mm. bad. You're supposed to look away from the part that you're putting it on, or right? You can if you want. You can look up. Mm. Like I'm you so can look used down. To, you can look right. <laughs> I'm so used to it now that in the uh, Ace Ventura, when nature calls, when he lifts his uh, lid and pokes his eye, I can do that. I could do that too. Like I, I, I what the one thing I can do is you know how people flip their eyelids. <laughs> I, remember how all the kids used to do that back in the day? I can't do that. 
Yeah, all the kids. I, the I can do the Undertaker <laughs> thing, though, like this. I'm just yeah. going to do the rest of the podcast like this. It's really painful. It looks like you're having a really good time over there. <laughs> He's an Nirvana. Ecstasy. Okay, so... Uh, she just smashed the door on Billy. He's screaming while bashing on the door because uh, she heads down to the basement. But Wait, I have she, skipped over something she here. Grabs, Wait, she, he grabs her hair. Can we... Yes. Oh, I, another part of fucking make me angry yeah she runs down to the front door and tries to open it and, and it's doesn't locked. open why I know, doesn't it I know, open i know i thought the exact you same thing lock suddenly somebody in a house <laughs> suddenly the door doesn't open for some reason oh just, my gosh yeah that was dumb fucking stupid i didn't I'm even sorry think... john this is like one of his favorite oh. movies <laughs> just like to make it more just grab her before she gets to the door you know yeah interesting yeah i i didn't think of that i was like oh, okay like, so many movies Even do if that. it was like he was running after her and she's panicking and can't get it open because she's scared. Sure. I, but she's like, oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe he, he took some time out of his mm-hmm. daily, daily tasks of murdering. She was by and, the door the entire fucking time no, and no, locked no, it. No, 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 Maybe he came down, snuck past her, yeah. had a welding torch. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say, snuck past her, put a little cheese on the door lock. <laughs> <laughs> that would be literally the only thing that would have made sense. If, paid, as ridiculous as paid a guy off to stand on the other side of the door to hold it it just didn't make any sense I unless know. it was like one of those really really old doors that have like the uh that old timey kind of skeleton key lock because mm. then it might have a lock from the inside or right. outside right right but, but even then who the fuck has a key outside that's not good that's not that's a fire hazard right there I just it it drove me crazy okay. that scene just i was like what the fuck? all right anyway uh he grabs her hair and then smashes her to the floor uh, she hits him and ends up going down to the basement. She locks the door. He's screaming and, and bashing on the door. And so, then, uh, so this is actually the part that was that reminded me of The Shining when Wendy's in the washroom. Right. There's something about the angle that very much reminded me of the scene where Jack's trying to get into mm-hmm. the washroom. I don't think that's true. I think the screaming is a bit scarier just because it's so erratic. In this movie, yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like to think like uh, he grabbed her hair, smashed her head. And then I'm like, I walk by in like my PJ shorts, just eating some chips or something. I'm like, what, uh, what are you guys doing over there? Okay. And then just moseying on. That'd be what Miss Mack would have done if she was alive. No, yeah, she would be drinking. Drinking something. Uh, so yeah, she's in the basement now. She walks down the stairs. Uh, we see a cut of the police cars driving over to the house, we assume. Wolf? <laughs> yeah, it's a Wolf Cop. <laughs> Sounds like a great fucking movie. It was a good movie. Have you seen Wolf Cop? Yeah, it's a it? real thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a real. Oh, co- no. There's a sequel yeah. too. Yeah, another Wolf Cop. Yeah, another not. Wolf Cop. I have not. It's seen a that. great Canadian horror comedy. Yeah, you oh. see, don't you see werewolf dick in that? Do you? Or it's implied that uh, he's got no, a huge, massive yeah. werewolf. No, dick. you see him have sex as yeah. a Wolf Cop. That yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so she is in uh, the basement. She sees a silhouette of a person trying to look into the basement windows. Uh, you can't really see because they're kind of like... They're frosted over. Frosted over, yeah. Um, Peter rubs his hand over the window of the basement door, uh, asking if Jess is all right. He's like, Jess? Jess, is that you? <sighs> <laughs> that's that's him rubbing the window, trying to get it, the frost off. He's like, yeah. Jess? Jess, that you? And then she like creeps back into yeah, the Yeah, like they <laughs> clearly see each other. Um, but she's obviously terrified and and uh, hides. 
he breaks through the uh, window unlocking the door. Peter walks to the basement, finds her, and asks, Why do you didn't answer me? <laughs> uh, the police uh, arrive to screaming Jess. Like, you don't even see what happens. It's just no. A, no, you don't. a cut. And then it's uh, Fuller and the other cops burst through the door into the basement. They find her sitting on the ground, Peter dead on her lap, and he is presumed to be the killer. Yeah. She wakes stupid. up uh, after... Uh, they call her name. Call her name yeah. a few times. And then we have a, a cut to her laying in bed. A doctor has sedated her. What's up with doctors in these movies always sedating people? This is another scene that... This one actually made me laugh pretty good. Which which part of it? Uh, when they're doing all their stuff in there, she's in the bed, and then Mr. Harris just, just passes out. out. Yeah. And they're like, he's in shock. We have to get him to a hospital. And I'm like, I don't think you need to take him to a hospital. And they just like grab his arm and drag him out. <laughs> I think it was just a it was a dumb way. It was written. It was a way to get them out of the. Yeah, yeah. it was a dumb way to to write them out of the room. But it was just so funny watching them just Drake. But out. then after that part, we get like a really creepy thing where we get the the camera panning throughout the all the rooms where people died. Yeah, yeah. and, and then, like it would show the shot of the room, play the music, uh-huh. next room. Then we see the bodies of Mac and Claire in the attic. Uh, with Billy talking, he's still alive, and he's saying, it's me, Billy. And then a pan to the front of the house. There's no music playing, by the way. And then the phone rings, and then that's and the end the of the movie. fucking police officer out there hears the phone. Like, they all just left mm-hmm. one thing. They just left her in there. When, yeah. Like, if she was unconscious, and they're like, she's going to be out for a few days, take her to the fucking... Why didn't you take her Especially to the Especially after the traumatic experience she'd just gone through. You don't leave somebody like that but yeah, by themselves. The yes. cops out there hears the phone rings. He, like, looks back at the house, and he's like, Nah. It's not worth it. Yeah. So that's the end of the movie. How, as my final question, how how would you have ended the film? Ah, uh, good question. Let me think about this. If you have an answer, Andy, go for it. I'm thinking. Um, like I don't mind the ending. Like it's kind of. Like everyone leaving is really stupid, and also her being sedated and like put in her bed. I, I I'm not a fan of, but I do like the the twist ending, that it's not it wasn't Peter at all it was it was this guy Billy. I um, bet back then people were probably like my mind was just blown. But like nowadays, like when uh, she kills Peter, I was like, there's no way he's the killer. Yeah. I know he's not. Yeah, you just know. I think the first time when I saw this, I was kind of blown away. But I was also like 16. Uh, so. I was gonna be like, wow, you think that? But then when we watch. Uh, what is it? Good night, Mama. You called the fucking twist in it immediately. Was there any point during the movie where you did think it was Peter? No, I just thought he was a weird um, dude. Yeah, maybe in like uh, the part where he starts to uh, creep outside the house. Oh, yeah, and I think yeah. I thought that might have like I just yeah, like usually in seventies movies it doesn't go this way. It usually is them. Right. right, there's no surprise. Yeah, but I was like, no, they're just going to make him just some creepy dude. Hmm. It's just part of the story for the abortion part and all that, right? I don't really mind the ending, but if they were going to go the route that they did, I would have preferred that they just kill Jess in the end too. Like it hmm. ends with her, Billy, coming out when she's in the room alone and just you know killing her or taking oh, her upstairs. I like it being very ambiguous. It is ambiguous. And so, yeah, that actually before we get to that, um, yeah, thoughts about the movie? You guys didn't ask me. Andy, oh, what sorry. would you do for the ending of the movie? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. I'm not uh, saying know. 
the ending was bad. No. It was good. Yeah, I liked yeah, the cut yeah, between yeah. the doors. That was unique. But what would you try to do? Uh, maybe they just took her to... Like took her to the hospital, and then it would. Then it just cuts back to the house, and then there's no one in the house, and then it pans to everything, and it it shows that he's still alive. Was there a sequel? No, I'll get to that. Okay, so yeah, what would you have done for the ending? Oh gosh, what would I have done? It's like any way to get some sort of most vertical primate (laughs) (laughs) in this movie. So. Yeah, I would have Jess. She's laying there. Um, oh, fuck, I want to do like I'm torn between doing a joke and doing something serious. Give us both. Okay. Yeah, um, so you're, yeah, you're good with jokes. Sometimes, fuck man, I've been a little off. So, anyways, um, so it would be the end where he's up in the the attic, mm-hmm. like rocking. Claire? Yeah. I was going to call it Carl. <laughs> Claire back and forth. Uh, Ms. Mac is up there. And uh, like I'm, I'd have him be all crazy shit up there. Be like, I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That's what he would say? Yeah. And then it would, it would just like the music, if there was music then, it would just stop. And it would be like heavy breathing of him. He's like, Billy's a good boy. Billy's a good boy. Billy's a good boy. And then he would get out of the attic and it would be like a slow shot of his POV walking down the stairs all the way down to the foyer. Turn right into the kitchen. You okay? I know where this is going. I don't need to open the cabinet. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Take out the powdered iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good bit, guys. <laughs> and then he, and then we realize that it's actually good host iced tea that has caused him to become deranged and become a deranged killer. Honestly, thought you were gonna be like, and then we find out it's good host iced tea. PBR flavored. <laughs> Get those dual sponsors. Uh, no. Shitty joke aside, my serious answer, I think it would have been cool if it doesn't really don't make you, sense. But don't you want the, the, the killer to be identified? I did really badly, but that's just me. But uh, to end it kind of canonically how they were going to end it, I would instead have you just see a hand slip around the door and start to close it. I think that would have okay. been cool. Like her room, right. close it, but he's behind the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. So something I read from the Wikipedia page, just on the him not being identified, uh, this is a quote from the Wikipedia page. Um, Critics and art historians have noted that by leaving the character enigmatic, it allowed the audience to place their own fears onto the character, forming their own ideas about him and his motivations, which I thought was mm-hmm. an interesting way to interpret um, that. They'd put their own fears on it, so they'd be like, ah, I'm afraid of commitment! <laughs> Yeah. Um, who would sorry? Who would like some fun facts? Yeah, me. I have a few more pretty good ones. Yeah. Sorry, thought something dropped on me, and immediately my mind goes to it's a spider. I'm gonna die. There's a spider in your washroom. There's two. Can you shut the fuck up? What if you're shitting and then the spider crawls on your butt? 
Well, you'll know because you'll hear me scream. Oh, okay. I hope that happens. <laughs> um, Amir, you're about to say this at the beginning of the movie, but... Right, the Steve Martin so, thing. Yeah, so Olivia Hussey, Hussey, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she was in a film with Steve Martin or was supposed to be in a film with Steve Martin. I can't remember which exactly, but he talked to her and was like, I fucking love the movie you were in. And she assumed he meant, cause she was in a uh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it turns out Steve Martin is a massive fan of black Christmas. It's one of his favorite movies. That's so weird. And he said he's seen it at least 27 times. What? Yeah. Um, another one. He seems just like such a wholesome man. <laughs> well, that is until you watch his performance in Little Shop of Horrors as a crazy dentist. Oh, right. I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, he does a really good um, dentist. Another weird one. This is rumored. This is so it's not fact checked or anything, but uh, it was rumored that this was one of Elvis Presley's favorite movies too. Yeah, that's even weirder. And he weird. would watch it every Christmas. Except the movie came out in 74 and he passed away in 77. So only for three Christmases. And then it's alleged that his family continued the tradition on afterwards. Elvis. He has a song, Blue Christmas. (laughs) 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 How is that so funny? (laughs) It just made me think of uh, that 70s show when, um, fuck, what the hell is his name? Uh, Valderrama's character Fez. Fez yeah he starts singing he's like Merry Christmas <laughs> anywho uh, this is regarded as the first major slasher even though there was a few before it um, however Bob Clark considers it to be more of a psychological horror and does not consider it to be a slasher film yeah I don't agree with that Okay. You don't agree that it's not a slasher movie? I mean, no, says, no, I don't agree that it's more psychological than slasher. Oh, okay. I feel like it's a slasher first for me. Uh, like I said before, per the usual, the film didn't do great on release, mm-hmm. but became a, a massive success later on, right. which is like what happens with a lot of these older movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Kier Dulia, who played Peter, I think? Sure, we'll say that. Okay. He worked on the film only for a week, and he didn't meet most of the other crew or cast at all. Hmm, weird. And they just did some movie magic post-editing to edit him into a lot of the scenes. Weird. I love that movie magic. Um, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, the initial U.S. release, they had a title change, and it was called Silent Night, Evil Night. Isn't there another movie called that? Silent Night, Deadly Night. There's that. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of Silent Night. That's fly. Bloody Night. So, however, it did very poorly. And then, so they changed the name back to Black Christmas and it did much better. And the reason they changed the name because they were afraid it was going to be considered a black exploitation uh, film. I actually have a funny um, story my coworker, we were talking about this movie yesterday and uh i guess we were talking about when we had first seen it and i said oh i think i saw it when i was like 16 around like the christmas time it was on cable or whatever and she was like oh i was at a sleepover or hanging out with my friends and uh they told me that, that i should really watch this movie uh black christmas and uh she's like oh okay what 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 uh what's it about and her friend said oh it's about a 
uh, black folks, uh, black folks having Christmas. <laughs> and then she went to go watch it and she was terrified. <laughs> um, Olivia Hussey and Margot, I think are considered scream Queens now. Mm. However, Olivia has mentioned that she absolutely hates horror movies. She's oh. very, very scared of them. Um, after Chris, this one's real fucking sad. So after Christmas Story, uh, Bob Clark's films kind of took like a hard downturn. Until and, Karate Dog. <laughs> with, uh, sorry, I got a text message there. Um, you fucking asshole. Okay, well, it was a, kind of an important one, but whatever. Give a fuck. <laughs> so he did Baby Genius. He did all these bad movies. And then the uh, Black Christmas remake came out oh. and his movies were starting to get pretty popular again because oh. people were watching mm-hmm. his old remakes right so there was talks of maybe remaking all of his Ooh. older films and he was starting to generate some buzz maybe get another horror movie going and then in 2007 unfortunately he and his son were killed by a drunk what? driver before any of that could oh, happen i didn't know about that yes did you know about uh, how margot kidder died no in uh, twenty, I think it was twenty sixteen. She she was found dead, and um, they thought that the initial story was that she died peacefully in her sleep. But then they later discovered that she <clears throat> overdosed on pills. Oh, yeah, it's fucked. This episode just took a turn. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Not fun facts. Okay, no. well, I, the last one is a fun fact, a really fun fact. Is it about the sequel? Yes. Okay. So, Bob Clark had interest in making a sequel. He, he was mm-hmm. very interested in doing it. And he wanted that sequel to take place. Basically, it was going to be uh, a uh, mental institute patient breaking free and killing people on Halloween. Uh, and you know who he was telling that idea to? No. John Carpenter. Hmm. And he gave him his blessing to use the idea. And that's how Halloween was uh, made. What? So they're in some weird way connected. Hmm. Michael Myers as Billy. That's pretty crazy, right? That is crazy. It's pretty cool. Um, that is all for my fun facts. Did you want to mention what it's allegedly based off of slash urban? So, yeah, there was a couple of different incidents, but the one I remember was apparently there was something that was very similar that happened in Montreal. Yes. That was, again, rumored to be have have loose inspiration in this movie. But um, as Ryan said, there's nothing really concrete about that. But uh, what are you looking for, Andy? I'm looking up this thing. It might just be a... Uh... Like a fan-made thing, but it's called Black Christmas the Night Billy Came Home. And it's like, I guess, like a sequel to the original, but it's... That does remind me. I will mention uh, when they were making up the character for Billy, they actually did a very robust backstory for him. Hmm. And they kind of explained how, like, he kind of abused his little sister, and he was abused, and then his little sister died or something, and he goes crazy and starts thinking like all women need to die and stuff like so that. So in the in the remake, uh, they do have the character of Billy and Agnes as the killers. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I think Agnes has a very stylistic choice of being like having yellow skin and yellow eyes. It's very creepy. I feel like there would be potential here for them to do a prequel to Black Christmas if they wanted to. Um, or not, not sorry, a prequel to Halloween if they wanted to expand on that. 
theory behind it. So like something happens, you know, after the first Black Christmas ends, before the first Halloween starts, about how he got into the the the, the whatever psych ward in the first place. But they don't really throughout the movie. It's not really you don't really know before you watch it that it is connected to Halloween. In the end, you figure mm-hmm. out that this Billy is Mike Myers now, and that's it. Yeah, that's my rant. Okay. What do you guys think of the movie? That's still one of my favorites. I love it. I watch it every Christmas. Amir? Yeah, say, uh, no, I don't watch it every Christmas. Uh, it's really good, and it's very clear how it influenced other uh, horror filmmakers. Yes. Ryan? Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Um, yeah, just the, the score was, once again, pretty interesting. I find I, I do take like the score the music into pretty heavy consideration with a lot of films lately definitely but like that's definitely not something i used to do but yeah more lately i that's crucial for me yeah but yeah Uh, Uh, i thought it was really good what are we doing next what are we doing next let's see here uh andy pick a number between one and three also i want to say on the list uh my my choice has changed on that list what is it on that list? Christmas Evil. Yeah, I changed it. Okay, what is it? I don't Krampus? know. Oh. Do you want you guys want Krampus or do you want Silent Night Deadly Night? It's your pick, man. What is what year is Silent Night Deadly Night from? Seventies? Eighty four? I I think I would choose that over a Krampus just because I haven't seen it. Okay. It's not a bad movie. I like it. Let's do Silent Night Deadly Night then. Andy, pick a mo- pick a movie. Pick a number between one and three. Two. We're doing Jack Frost. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the Michael Keaton movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, right? No. <laughs> Isn't that movie called Jack Frost yeah. as well? Yeah, then? but oh, this yeah. was the one that came first. Yeah. Uh, in the 70s or what? I think it's the 90s. And it follow like, I kind of, I have not seen this movie, but I've really same. wanted to. And it kind of follows the same <laughs> thing as Child's Play, doesn't oh. it? A murderer becomes a snowman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds I, fucking awesome. I also, I would like to bring up uh, at the end of the month. So we've got three movies left for this month, and then we're doing a special episode, mostly f- just for me, your old pal, Rodeo Ryan. Um, I made a goal for myself this year to. Hey, Andrew, my eyes are up here. Okay, stop looking at my tits. Anyways, <laughs> can't help it. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I used to read quite a bit. I stopped reading. So for this year, I made a goal of trying to read 30 books this year. Boom. I've read 50. Oh. A, a lot of audio books more recently because of my job. Uh, and I wanted to kind of go through a couple of them, talk about them. Uh, I have posted on Reddit about some of them and it got like a pretty decent praise for like how dumb my descriptions of the books were and stuff. I'm so excited for that. I think it should be fun uh hopefully we got some listeners that are into horror books as well so yeah we're gonna do that at the end of the month on the fourth episode after this one i guess okay that makes sense and yeah if people like it we'll do another yeah Uh, i have a whole plan for it too so i think it's gonna be really fun so i mean now we know that we're doing silent night deadly night do we pick the movie we're doing after that too no we'll leave that one okay yeah um, I was also going to say we should do a parody of Radio Gaga by Queen, but call it Rodeo Ryan. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure that out. All right. Thanks for listening to episode 
22 yep. survival date. <laughs> You're always so unsure. Oh, I got <laughs> up there. I've been asked a few times when the next um, shoot the, the shit, shit episode's supposed to be coming. So Why? hopefully they want to listen. Hopefully this People week. like them? Yeah. Who likes them? There's only one. So Kyle. People like it. I don't know who Kyle is. Sorry, oh. Kyle. You're going to have to wait a little longer. Kyle, I know you're listening to this episode. Uh, I just want you to know The Sinner season four is out. So go fucking watch it because I'm going to. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, Kyle. Cool, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, okay. If you want to, f- again, next episode, we're going to be doing, uh, what was it again? Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to say one thing. Oh uh, Jack. We're almost at two hours, but say it. Jack Frost uh, came out in 97. The one with Michael Keaton came out in 98. <laughs> there you go. It's a fucking ripoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening to us on episode 22. Next episode is Jack Frost from 1970, 1997. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us on social media, on Instagram, we're at s.t.n underscore podcast. On Twitter, we're at stnpod. Let's get to 20 followers. Yeah. Yeah, on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> Survive the Night Podcast. Search up our Facebook group and chat with us. And you can email us at survive the night podcast at gmail.com. No stupid emails? No. No emails. No emails. Come this on, week. guys. Come on. We got a lot of credit card applications. <laughs> and a lot of like church stuff and <laughs> school grants. <laughs> I don't know where these are coming from either. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Okay. Oh my god, I have to shit so bad. We're gonna end the episode <laughs> with a little Brulu Christmas by Elvis. Did you say Brulu? Brulu. Have a blue. You can go shit. Christmas. You can say. Brulu you haven't outro us. Oh yet. yeah. My name's uh, Elvis. My name's Amir. Co-hosting with Andy. Yeah. And Rodeo Ryan. Yeehaw. <laughs> Take care. Bye. You can go shit. <laughs> Christmas. I didn't know that was a line in the song. Without you. <laughs> <laughs>